missed it, download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. On 957therock.com and the 957therock app. You looking to burn some calories? Of course you are. Who isn't? Don't want to do eight hours of exercise though, right? Maybe find a way to cut a few calories or burn a few calories the easy way couple of suggestions here's one that Shaw did over the weekend sleep more obviously his sleep was because he was under the weather but getting more sleep or enough sleep keeps your hormones in check lowers your levels of the stress hormone cortisol when your cortisol is high you tend to stress eat so getting enough sleep can reduce those urges and help you cut calories So there's one easy way to help burn a few calories, get enough sleep. Uh, Here's one that I've never done, but I don't don't really see myself taking this one on. Doing some deep breathing before you eat. I do deep breathing. I don't know if it's before I eat, but tell me more. Well, you probably do it to calm yourself, right? Anti-anxiety type stuff, center, focus, all that crap. Try to, and also, yeah, to relax. Uh, When you're in fight or flight mode. Your body wants to store calories instead of burn them, so a few deep breaths before dinner can calm you down and prevent that caloric intake. So Ah. easy ways to burn calories. Uh, Number one was to sleep more or sleep enough. (laughs) Uh, Number two, do some deep breathing before you eat. Number three, don't skip your chores. Take these for granted, but uh, who the hell vacuums for a half hour? Does it take you a half hour to vacuum your house? Like the whole house, top to bottom. Well, you you got three floors, though, right? You got yeah, an upstairs. I was and a, say, it would, it could, yeah. Man, that's a lot of vacuuming. Vacuuming for 30 minutes can burn 100 calories or more, and mowing the lawn can burn 200 calories or more. Instead of thinking the, uh, of those as uh, things you have to do, uh-huh. look at them as the extra workout you get to do. Again, these are obviously not mowing the lawn in the wintertime, but uh-huh. <laughs> shoveling snow burns a lot of damn calories. It sure does. And uh, number four, pace yourself, uh, pace around when you're on the phone. So if you're going to be on the phone, on your cell phone, making a phone call, instead of sitting on the couch, easy right, peasy. get up and just walk around. I already do that. Yeah, me too. Helps get your steps in, burns around five calories per minute. So if you're on a 10 minute phone call, minute, minute, you get 50 calories just by walking around. Mm. Okay. But there you go. Some easy ways to burn calories. People still trying to hang on to those resolutions, right? It's getting tougher, right? It's colder. Football season, you're eating a lot of dips on the weekends, (laughs) drinking too many beers, all that crap. Mm. I get it. I hear you, but some easy ways to burn some calories. Get enough sleep. Do some deep breathing before you eat. Don't skip your chores. And then uh, take a walk when you're on your phone. You're making a phone call. Walk around the house a little bit. Who the hell are you guys? It's the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Only on 95.7 The Rock. A little while ago, I told Gene that I have some interesting information about allergies. Okay. Gene has seasonal allergies, Mm -hmm. pollen, all sorts Mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. We started talking about honey and bees and how it's important to eat the local honey because... Helps with your allergies, so. Because it's from the local pollen. Makes sense. Well, if you eat the honey at the store, which is from some place in Michigan or wherever, that's fine. But the local honey that's produced by someone that has 
you know, a farm or their own bee, you know. Bees in your area. Uh, they pollinate or they, you know, make the, the honey from the flowers that are local to your area. And so it's even better for you. Somebody said uh, the, the the honeycomb. I started talking about how, I, I, you know, you see the people eating the honeycomb and I've never had that, but it looks delicious. Uh, somebody texted in and said it's basically the bee vomit. That's the, the cone is. Okay. That's It's like a waxy substance uh-huh. and it's made from uh-huh. the, the bees vomiting. Uh, somebody else said, quote, it's 100% edible. The texture is not for everyone. Eating raw honeycomb is one of the best ways to get the most health benefit for your honey. Honey is in the honeycomb is in its rawest form, so it will have the most enzymes, vitamins, and minerals of any type of raw honey. It's a wax which is extruded from glands in worker bees' abdomens. So it could, it doesn't necessarily mean vomit. It could be something else, right? Right. I, 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 although vomit sounds... Uh, vomit over the other one, <laughs> you know? This thing, though, Shaw, is way more technologically advanced. Yeah. It looks goofy as hell. It's not a neti pot. No. Nope. It's called Nasocom. N-A-C-A-L-M. C-A-L-M. Okay. N-A-S-O-C-A-L-M. Got it. And it's a gadget that just hit Kickstarter. And what you do is you strap it to your face for about 15 minutes a day. And it supposedly makes your allergies a lot better by electrocuting your nose. It's got six electrodes, three for each nostril. I'm assuming you don't have to connect them. You just, when you put it on, it the, they go in there. That delivers small electric shocks to stimulate the muscles in your nose. The people that make nasal calm claim that your nose muscles contract and relax, and that can help clear your sinuses and let you breathe easier. See it right now? It looks like something out of a... I don't know about that. Looks like a bad guy in a in a really terrible cartoon. You saw that in Clockwork Orange or something. It's a small enough uh, that you could take it with you. You can use it anywhere. You know, like on your commute to work, Shaw. <laughs> don't mind me. Don't mind me. I'm just nasal calming right? it. Uh, the promo video shows a guy using it at his desk at work. I don't know if I you're going to want to be. Don't come in. I'm using my nasal calm. Uh, it's kind of bulky on your face, as you can imagine, Shaw. Uh, so you will be that guy at the office if you're wearing that thing mm-hmm. in your cubicle. Hey, but if it works. They plan to sell it for 100 bucks, but you can get one of these Nasalcom things for only $60 if you back them on Kickstarter. How about you give it to me for free and I'll see if it works. Mm-hmm. They claim they'll ship it by March, just in time for allergy season. So, Gina, if you got an extra 60 bucks, buy one of these things now at the low, low rate of $60. And then in March, we'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> If we each put in twenty bucks, Gene, uh huh, then you only out twenty dollars. Right. Shaw, would you pony up twenty bucks to try and help Gene? Sure, why not? I'd put twenty in the pot. You just I'll give it to see you. Me I do want to see you wear it. Hell yeah, I do. I want to get video of it. Twenty bucks right here. Apparently, it's I got a twenty spot right in my hand, right here, Shaw. Like acupuncture points. That's what they're saying. It stimulates. If we buy this thing, would you put it in there and let us videotape you? I don't know. Are other have it have other people done it a lot? Yeah, some guy on the internet. Okay, besides that, some other guy on the internet. <laughs> you know you want to do it. What's the worst that happens? I get electrocuted. You're not gonna get electrocuted. It's got like batteries in it. It's not plugging into the wall. I get electrocuted. Shaw goes in my nose and electrocutes. <laughs> me. You ever look a battery? You never smell like again. A nine, you ever look a nine volt? That's yes. the most you'll get. That's all you'll get. A little little charge. In my nose. Yeah, but then you take it out and game over, right? Come on, man. 
60 bucks. You're right on 60 now, bucks. it makes me say no, but when allergy season is here and I'm really having mm-hmm. a lot of difficulties, then I'm... 15 minutes a day. Every day? During allergy season, yeah. You just yeah. strap it on your face. In my office. In your office while you're working on stuff. Or here. Be like Bane. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Dark night. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get electrocuted in my nostrils. You think darkness is your friend? In I was born in the darkness. No one cared who I was till I put on this mask. That could be you. Look at this guy. He's just chilling, relaxing. Shop, I say we make her face. do it. Yeah. Let's hold her down and I mean, strap that thing to I mean, want to get face. it now so you have it when allergy season arrives. Yeah. That's the good. ship it in March. We'll get it on the cheap, the low, low. Shaw, I got 20 bucks. Yep, I'm in. All right. Look at this guy. He's just relaxing Hell with yeah. his nasocalm on. Hell yeah, he is. Nasocalm. I can't wait to see that. Your nose is so big it may not fit. It may not. Other may, sizes? There, I don't know. You got to Google it. <laughs> Say, what if my nose is bulbous? Commence awakening. You wanted the best. You got it. You, you, gave, got, him you got him a present? Multiple presents, but the big one, the big present he took. Which was? It was a scrapbook that someone made for me with pictures of all the stuff. Of you and Pat did. together? You yeah. guys are so oh good, man. Oh, my God, you are kidding me. The best of your rock mornings. Every Saturday from 6 until 10 a.m. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Maybe this will refresh your memory. Since 2008, Brian, Gene, and Shaw have been your wake-up specialists. Like old times, huh? Now it's time to take a look back. We're way back. It's the Monday morning throwback. Every Monday morning, throwback. Almost 20 years of doing this show, the three of us, and we've made some memories over those years. And so every Monday we take a Look back at some of those memories. This one was funny to me this morning. So I've told you in the past that my wife is passionate about mukbang videos. Yes. It's the ramen thing? Yeah. So <laughs> so much so that she's buying up all this ramen and it's accumulating in our basement. Okay. And she eat, she bought a special way to like a cooker for it with like a... Is it good? I, it's it's like ramen. I don't know. It's, it's ramen. The things she's buying are not like what you get at a Asian restaurant, right? Or a Japanese or you know, yeah. like it's the it's the freeze dried packets, not not like the the top ramen, the seventeen cent yeah. ones. We're talking like the bowls, oh, like a little yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I guess you could say they're a little more upscale, but, but it still had hot water. And- but it's still yeah, hot water noodles. Saw a seasoning packet, mm-hmm. and then you could add if you've got you know vegetables or whatever mm-hmm. on your own. The next step for her, I think, is going to be the egg part. She really wants to try and figure out how to soft boil the egg, right? Because that's that's a big thing, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of Asian ramen Takes dishes. Takes to yeah. the next level. Right. And we don't have any, like, bok choy or greens or any of that crap in the fridge. So she's just going bare noodles right now. And she's fine with that. I, for Christmas, I bought her her very own ramen bowl with a bunch of, like, the chopsticks. Like I said, she's got this special cooker that's just for hmm. the ramen noodles. Okay. She's all in. She's all in. So this morning when I was looking for a Monday morning throwback, I was just kind of perusing our folders, yes. the folders I have with all of our audio. From 2014, Shaw, a decade ago, was sort of like the beginning of this whole mukbang craze. And we were talking about it, and I was like, oh, I didn't even remember we talked about <laughs> this. And it was when we had Scrady on the program, and Gene was trying to help him find some, uh, some part-time money, some ways to earn cash on the side. And one of them was to start his own mukbang channel. 
where he would eat random foods and live stream them on YouTube or whatever for people to pay him so they could watch him eat. And uh, here's a little clip from our throwback from 2014. She eats around 8 o'clock every evening. Several thousand people tune in to watch her eat. She uh, polishes off four large pizzas or six pounds of beef in one sitting over the span of several hours. Is she naked? No, she no, and she talks to people while she. Why do I want to watch her eat? She's it's she makes ninety well nine thousand three hundred dollars a month from her broadcasts alone. The downside is that she has to spend a lot of money on food. Apparently, she broadcasts for four to six hours. Every night, and people watch her mukbang. My fans tell me they really love watching me eat because I do it with so much gusto. You eat with gusto, Scrady? Well, not like Diker does, though. This is more of a thing And I make everything look so delicious. Ten years ago, we were talking about these mukbang videos, which are a scene, man. I have been indoctrinated into this world because my wife is passionate about these things. There's hundreds of these people out there, probably thousands. And all they do, Shaw, is they sit down with this just, and it's not necessarily ramen. It's all sorts of different foods, right? Sure. There's fast food. There's weird foods from other countries. There's seafood. Yes. There's all sorts of, they all, and they, the I think it's called ASMR. I don't know. It's some sort of audio sensory type thing. So they're making all these crazy sounds while they're eating where they're, mm, and they like make these weird Large sounds. quantities of food. And usually it's like a tiny little Asian lady, right? So they, there's some kind of like sexual thing there with her the mouth and the noises and men and 20,000 calories sometimes Shaw in the in she the said one six thing. pounds of beef and they're wearing gloves and it's yeah it's very strange I anyways our entire conversation about mukbang videos from 2014 it resides on the website if you want to go there and check it out big thanks to Brenda from the Sweet Stop and Sandwich Shop, she wanted us to wish her daughter, Kira, a happy 15th birthday. So happy 15th birthday, Kira, from Mom Brenda. The Monday morning throwback each and every Monday morning here on your rock mornings. Again, it boggled my mind to see that, Shaw, because I'm living with it's it right now. It's been your reality for a while I'm, now. I'm living with it right now. Right now. Yeah. Live streamed eating, Shaw. Is that something you want well, to watch? Well, the ones now aren't streamed. They're just produced videos. videos. And so you go and you well, spend you, a half hour. And you said your daughters are watching these things too, right? They, yeah. I don't get it. I, I'm i trying to figure out why it. I mean, it, you watch it once and it, okay. But then why do you watch movies over and over and over again? Sure. And it's not even like a food challenge where she's trying to like finish the dish in a certain amount of time, you know, like, like, food, the hot dog like competitive eating, eating. I get right. You know, it's like a contest, but this is just some girl sitting around eating lobster tails and crab fingers and who knows what else, Shaw mukbangs getting paid, paid big, big time. time. Yeah. We're talking millions of dollars, Shaw, some of these mukbang videos. And that does not even include sponsorship, Shaw. That's just yeah. like straight up subscription just, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Some of them they do like, so they'll go and they'll do a specific color where they'll eat a oh, bunch of yellow all foods. Sorts of things. Yeah. And then there's other ones where they try to eat. It's our birthday, but you're getting the presents. Blah, blah, blah. I do not say blah, blah, blah. April 2nd, Lacrosse Center, big rock show. And yeah, it's our birthday, but all that matters is big beers, catch your breath, Daughtry and Breaking Benjamin. Get your tickets at the Lacrosse Center or just click around and get them here. The spicy stuff. And then there's ones where they eat the weird seafood. The one girl is eating like the raw seafood that you know, like the sea, sushi. 
no, no, like the sea cucumbers. Mm. You know what I mean? Where they move and like, she, <laughs> I'm just like, oh, oh, you know, there's like hamburgers out there. Yeah, mukbangs. I told my wife I'm not making mukbang videos. I'm not going to be a part she of. She should maybe. I don't know. I, <laughs> side hustle. Well, I told you there's another. There's a video for everything. There's a girl that just mushes her face into bread, loaves of bread, and she's got thousands and thousands of views. Shaw. She buys a new loaf of bread and she takes it home and she ooh ah and then she bashes her head into the bread and people go yeah I gotta see that I don't I I know I sound like Clint would get off my I just don't get I don't understand it well that's okay she's at least taking she's making ramen and and maybe being adventurous and and making some food for you guys I'll have to try to teach her how to soft boil an egg yeah there you go maybe she can do that in her little special noodle cooker thing that she bought. <laughs> Oh, you got to see this thing. It it came from an Asian website. It's got uh, yeah. it's like got all the little you know the uh-huh. little uh, Japanimation figurines all over it. Oh yeah, <laughs> loves it. I'm supportive. If anything, all right. I may make fun, but mm-hmm. I I support. I'm supportive. Yes. You got her a bowl. Come on. Brian, Gene, and Shaw get their best stuff every Saturday morning. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Good morning. Good morning to you too. The best of your rock mornings. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Now, your one daughter works uh, with young kids, right? Yes. And what does she have to do for training? Is it uh, CPR? Is it first? I like. Is there? Uh, well, I mean, she did all that stuff because she was. Uh, she did a lot of babysitting, right? And um, so she has certifications for things. Yes. CPR, and- one of them. CPR, the Heimlich. Heimlich. Um, but she's also, you know, going to school at a, at our tech program here for early childhood education. Right. So other things that have to do with that. Well, we stress that all the time, the importance of learning things like that, whether it's CPR, the Heimlich maneuver, general basic first aid, basic yeah. stuff. And uh, a guy in Rhode Island was having lunch at a Raising Cane's, the chicken strip yeah, place. Uh-huh. Started choking on his food and nobody reacted. At first, right? You're like, do I step in? Going to be okay over there? A high schooler. Yep. Named Chaya Elwell. I think, or maybe Kaya. C-H-A-I-A. Kaya might be Kaya. Uh, Kaya Elwell uh, knew the Heimlich, saved this guy's life. She learned it in school, plans to be a paramedic someday. My fight or flight kind of kicked in because I saw everybody just standing around him and nobody really knew what to do. After a couple thrusts, he spit the food out. After that, he looked way better. Like, color came back to his face right away. I'm just glad I was there to help. She said, we're always taught, like, the warning signs. He was having his arms up here. He was salivating. He was trying to grab the food from his mouth. Another thing I'm always taught is to ask first. So I asked him if I could help them. And all the wheezing and the indications that he was eating before that, I took all that, and I really thought, this man is choking. So I just did what I was taught. Plans to study nursing in college. Yes, please. Go for it. It's awesome. And this video will make your day. This will absolutely make your day. If you're having a rough Monday and you want to put a smile on your face and you want to just be in awe of the magistry. Is it magistry? Of what? Magistry? Uh, Of dogs and how incredible they are. Guy falls through the ice. 65-year-old guy (gasps) falls through the ice. I think I saw this. And his dog's with him. Yes. Able to make a call 
Cop shows up. Cop doesn't want to go on the ice because doesn't know how thick well, it is. It's all it's very. Unstable. But the dog's out there. Yes. And so ch- caught on his chest cam, calls the dog over, hooks the the life saving device up to the dog. Dog runs over. Back then, to the owner. Back to the owner, and then they're able to pull this guy out of the ice. I know. You saw the video. I saw. Oh, the video. it's incredible. Send your pup here. Will she come to me? Ruby, come here. Come here, Ruby. Come here. Will she get a hold of this? Come here. Sixty-five year old guy, Northern Michigan, fell through an icy lake. His dog Ruby was there uh-huh. with him. The body camera worn by Michigan State Police Officer Cameron Bennett capturing the rescue. Some people that were there were able to call police. He shows up, body cam on. Ruby the dog comes running over, grabs the life-saving device. Brings it over to her owner and able to pull this guy out from the water. By the way, he was in the water. He's 65 years old. He was in the water for like 15 minutes. Well, yeah, he's holding on for dear life. Yeah, probably can't feel his feet or anything. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't just like a minute or two. I mean, the guy was in the water for a very long time, and this dog was able to navigate the ice because he, she wasn't that heavy. She's a little tiny, looks like a cattle dog. Uh, The video also shows the officer first trying to throw the rescue disc, tethered to a rope. Wouldn't work can't get it out there so then ruby comes running over and ruby to her credit is very concerned i mean she's like you know okay what, what do i got you know like not smart. just smart oh, oh god loyal and smart but if you haven't seen the video uh give it a watch a uh, guy in michigan falling through the ice on uh the lake arbutus i believe is the name of it google Ru- ruby the dog or yeah, should pop right up. Awesome. Impressive stuff. Mm-hmm. Not awesome, not great. The best is yet to come. A better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. I don't know who Ellie King, is it Ellie King? L King? Country artist? Okay. Uh, it's either Ellie or L. Do you know who she is? Have you heard of her? Mm-mm. Well, apparently she was disrespecting Dolly Parton. Ooh, don't do that. On Friday night at a celebration for Dolly Parton's 78th birthday party at the Grand Ole Opry. And it didn't go well. She apparently was drunk on stage and Oops. cursing out fans. You ain't getting your money back. I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing, Mr. Good. Because you ain't getting it. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you one thing more. I'll tell you one thing more. Hi, my name is LK. I'm Sounds like a cat in so heat apparently to me. Dolly wasn't there, but it was a celebration for her birthday. Well, and we're talking about an iconic venue, right? The Grand Ole Opry. Mm-hmm. And Dolly, an iconic person in country music. And this L King, I guess, was up there kind of drunk and dropping the F-bomb and stopping the show and going after people in the in the stands and... The Grand Ole Opry now has apologized for her performance during a Dolly Parton tribute concert that took place on Friday night. 
to celebrate Dolly's 78th birthday. But there you, you heard her there. The one guy's like, I don't want it. And she's like, you ain't going to get it. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing. You ain't going to get it. By the way, apparently uh, the singer is the daughter of Rob Schneider. L. King is Rob Schneider's daughter? Correct. I'm not going to falter for being drunk because, look, I've been drunk before. And <laughs> maybe if you're playing on stage for Dolly singing, you're nervous and you have a couple of, like, you know, get rights, Shaw, you know, a couple of wobbly pops, maybe calm those nerves. Or maybe a couple too many. But yes. but that's what I think maybe. And you heard there, uh, hard to understand, but in the, there was another person in the band, another female member of the band that was trying to, like, get things back on track. And L was not having it. <laughs> this wasn't the same woman who uh, tried to perform at uh, Wienerfest that year, was it? No, that <laughs> we shoved a foot-long hot dog down her throat, and it didn't change matters at all. But I think the same thing happened with her. She just, you know, she crossed she had, the line. Well, she had too much time before the show, and I think maybe it was a really big crowd, and she got nervous and had too many wow. Steve Weisers did. backstage. And, yeah, but uh, she said, I'm going to tell you one more thing. Hi, my name is L. King. I'm effing hammered. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Someone else on stage suggested that she play one of her own songs. She says, I can barely play another person's song. Let me see if I can play one of my own. I can't understand. Oof. I can't. I can't. Videos from the night been making the rounds on social media. The Opry Twitter account responded to someone expressing disappointment in her conduct during the performance, saying, quote, we deeply regret and apologize for the language that was used yeah. during last night's second Opry performance. Yep. Probably not going to get an invite back to the Grand Old Opry. Probably not. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen anything. Did Dolly say anything? Dolly I mean, didn't. she wasn't there, but did she? I don't think she did. But her sister said, "What do you expect from a hillbilly?" Basically. Oh snap! <laughs> oh snap! Is she really a hillbilly though? I mean, no, Rob I, Schneider no, is like rich, so, right? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I came across. I I had. I was trying to decipher what she said this morning when I heard the audio, and I was like, I can't figure out what the hell she's saying. I like it. No, I love it. Keep listening. More of the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Crack Where's this coming from, man? 95.7 The Rock. Cops arrested a man seen trying to enter Taylor Swift's townhouse in New York over the weekend. Uh, police responded to a 911 call for a disorderly person. Uh, the uh, suspect had tried to enter T. Swift's townhouse. Uh-uh. Cops arrested no. him uh, and charged him with a crime that dates back to 2017. Hey, he's stalking her, right? He's like a stalker. Yeah, and she has to deal with this all of the time. There's a long record of fans and stalkers trying to reach Swift at her home in Manhattan. In 2022, a guy showed up at the pop star's townhouse shouting threats into the intercom, warning that he would hurt her if they weren't together. In another incident, a guy drunkenly crashed his vehicle into the side of the townhouse and claimed he wouldn't leave the scene until he met with Swift. How about we let uh, her uh, new brother-in-law go beat the crap out of him? Go beat the crap out of these guys, right? That's what I was thinking. Get Jason Kelsey over there with a couple of his... uh, Beefy buddies? Beefy friends Mm -hmm. in the commercial under the laundry pile and have at it. Yo, you want to get into my uh, sister-in-law's house now? You got to get through me first, yeah? Yeah. A couple in Kansas has been charged with hiding oh. the dead body of a parent in their house for six years in a scheme to collect more than $215,000 in retirement benefits. Lynn Kidder and Kirk Ritter are accused of spending pension and Social Security payments from the bank account of Lynn's dead father, Mike Carroll. He died in 2016. The couple, who lived with Carroll in a home that he owned outside of Kansas City, failed to report his death and continued to collect the funds that were deposited into his account. Six years. Six years. How did they get caught? The guy basically turned himself in. The Kirk decided to call the cops to report his father-in-law's death. Now, he did not say that the man 
uh, had been dead for six years. When officers arrived at the home, they found Carol's body lying on a bed in a, quote, mummified state. Oh, my God. For years, extended family members were led to believe that Carol was still alive. Uh, a niece said the Ritters kept making excuses as to why Carol could never take He's a phone call or visit. Six years? You said, okay, we won't uh, check on him? Right? We're just- all right, he's busy again. Okay. No, he's at the doctor's office. Six he's at the grocery years. store. Mm-hmm. He's oh. taking a nap. Uh, they, guys, we're going to see a dead body. Yeah. yeah. They ended kept, up getting away with more than two hundred and sixteen grand over a six-year period. So they kept him in a freezer, I'm guessing. No, right? on a bed. He was just all mummified on a bed. Right. So mm. how do you get from... It takes time, I guess. You get from regular to mummified. Mm-hmm. Well, six years will do that. Wow. It's not clear why the guy, you know, basically called to report a death when it was clear that they were going to learn that that body had been dead for a long time. Like, now it's time to get the body out of here. It's right. been six years. Ugh. A Philadelphia man is accused of stabbing to death a neighbor with whom he had a long feud over the accused man's loud snoring that could be heard through a wall that connected their homes. So the guy who stabbed the other guy is the guy that had the loud snoring. No, the other way around. The okay. snorer He's... was stabbed. Uh, Christopher James Casey is charged with causing the death of Robert Wallace, who the coroner said had been stabbed several times. Wallace removed a screen from a window in Casey's home and opened the unlocked window, and after a verbal confrontation, stabbed him in the chest with a large military-style knife. Well, you got to be a really loud snorer to go across right? two houses and through the yard and everything. Or how about move your bed or something so it's not sharing a wall? Uh, Wallace... Uh, Casey told police Wallace had been menacing him or threatening him when Casey stabbed him in the doorway of the home. The two had been having personal issues for the past year and a half, prompting several police calls all over Wallace's complaints about his snoring. Uh, mm. And the man who stole Dorothy's ruby slippers from the Wizard of Oz has finally revealed why he did it. The crook is a career criminal by the name of Terry Martin. He lifted the shoes from the Judy Garland Museum back in 2005. Uh-huh, I remember. not because he knew anything about their cultural significance. Terry had never even seen the movie. But a mob uh. associate hired him to steal them so they could cash in on the rubies in the slipper. He'd heard the shoes were insured for a million bucks, so he assumed the gems were real. Uh. They're not, of course. They're made of glass. After delivering the slippers to the guy who hired him, Terry retired from a life of crime, but they were recovered in 2018, and Terry was charged with stealing them. He'll be sentenced one week from today. Think to yourself, there's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. So the value is just that they were a very famous movie prop. Yes, there is no actual jewels in them. You right. think they would have researched that just a little bit beforehand, maybe? Or somebody else along the like, it, okay, that guy never saw the movie, didn't know, fine, mm-hmm. but like nobody said nobody else a... on the on the way up the chain right. said, you know, hey, dude, those aren't real rubies. <laughs> it's a movie prop. <laughs> nobody said criminals were smart, Sean. No. Nope. I'm ready to rock when you are. So let's do this. It's the best of your rock morning. Good morning. Brought to you by Krat Lumber, premium products. Superior service since 1948. The best of your rock mornings. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Is that Sammy? Yes. Full name? Hagar. Hagar. Incorrect. Okay. Hey. Real name? Sammy Belcher. What? Apparently he's not Hagar. He's Belcher, and he found out on some show on PBS. <laughs> okay. Have you heard about this show? No. It's apparently like a bunch of celebrities go on there to try to find out 
like their genealogy. Sammy, this chart shows the total number of men found That's... with the surname Hagar who match your Y-DNA signature. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> How can that be? Sammy, genetically, you are not a Hagar. Get out of here. You want to find out what your real biological oh, surname yes. is? Yes. What I'm about to introduce you to is 100% certain because you are not a Hagar. Please turn the page. Miss I'm B. a Belcher? You are a Belcher. Oh, my God. Your Y-DNA matches 27 <laughs> men with the surname Belcher. Wow. You are Sammy Belcher. What a trip. Sammy Hagar on Finding Your Roots on PBS finds out that his DNA does not match any men with the last name Hagar, meaning that genetically it's not his last name. After discovering that his DNA matches 27 different men with the last name Belcher, Hagar blown away says, what a trip. I thought maybe he changed his name like so many other celebrities. But uh, PBS is Finding Your Roots, hosted by an educator named Henry Louis Gates Jr. Features DNA diagnostics, analyzing genetic code, tracing bloodlines, occasionally debunking beliefs. Shows celebrities as they look through their ancestral histories over the course of 10 seasons. I didn't even know this oh. thing existed. Me either. That's no, how much I watch you. PBS. Uh, the show has featured a variety of guests, including Samuel L. Jackson, LL Cool J, Questlove, Cindy Lauper, Barbara Walters, Ben Affleck, Angela Bassett, and Scarlett Johansson, your girl, Shaw ScarJo. Mm-hmm. Uh, that episode, by the way, with Sammy will air tonight on PBS at 7 p.m. It will also feature Ed O'Neill, a.k.a. Al Bundy. So if you want to see more of Sammy reacting to his name not being Hagar, you can check out PBS is Finding Your Roots tonight on PBS. Do you want to know all those weird things about your family and where things... You know, I started to do a little dive at Irish Fest uh, two years ago because I thought it would be cool. My grandfather, actually, many, many years ago when I was too young to appreciate it, my grandfather on my father's side had done some genealogy work of his own sort of at the library and the town hall and all that stuff because he's not my father's actual biological dad and so there's you know there and he handed me a folder at one point but i was in my teens and i you know like look at me dude i'm not the guy that needs this folder right now maybe in like 20 years when i'm married and i care so i don't know where the hell that went um and then a couple of years ago at irish fest they've got that genealogy thing down there shaw and uh, may, I don't know if you've ever seen it. I'm familiar with it. Walk around. They've got the genealogy tent. So you can sit down with one of the people there, and they'll do the whole, um, what's the one with the leaf in the in the tree branches? What's that website? Oh, like Is 23andMe it? or something like that? Or? Yeah, I mean, they don't take a swab of your DNA or anything, but yeah. they do some kind of thing on a website, and they can start to you know, help you out with that, and then they can give you a few printouts. And apparently, I, I didn't realize this, but the library, I guess, uh, has a you don't have to pay for this website. It's at it's for free at the library, so you can go there and continue your search. Um, but I I don't know. My wife refuses to get on one of these DNA websites. Yeah. She doesn't want to have no, anything to do with I it. I agree with her. Is that Legacy Tree? Is that the one? I can't I remember Ancestry. one one where you get a leaf. Uh, oh, you got a new leaf, and then you click on it, and then maybe it's a uncle from you know the 1800s or some crap like that. But uh, I, <laughs> of all people, my wife is. Very concerned about the federal government having her information. <laughs> she works for the government, yeah. mind right. you. Yes. Uh, the state government. But, yeah, she's extremely. Uh, no she, DNA for her. She's like, that's how they get you. That's how they find mm-hmm. you. And I was, like, I was like, wow, I'm like, your your conspiracy cap is on right now. It's very strange. It's not something <laughs> I'm used to. But 
Have you ever done any of that, Sean? I have not, but one of my kids did. Jack, uh, you know, did the whole DNA thing, uh, paid the money and all that stuff, and traced back uh, family history, you know, a long, long way. What was um, his reason for doing it? Just, it's interesting to him. Piqued his interest? Yeah, okay. my, my mother's father was born in England, um, and so it's more difficult, apparently, to trace that side of the family, or at least maybe it's more expensive or whatever. Gotcha. You have to pay extra, I think, or something like that if it's, you know, international. Mm-hmm. So we couldn't trace my mother's side as well as my father's side. But, uh, yeah, it's interesting. Gene, hmm. not, uh, not you? No, I mean, I have some aunts and uncles who have done, you know, the, so I have some of the, the long-standing family tree. But I, I'm... I. I'm good. <laughs> my mom told me. I know who my aunt is. You know what you need to know, is. right? Exactly. That's, I'm, I'm, and I don't need some mystery where they're like, oh, sorry, your dad's not your dad. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You're listening to the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. I, I have to uh, I have to tell you, I, I don't know if you remember several years ago, when I discovered the sponge thing, the white, what is it, the white sponge, the one, the... Oh, magic eraser? Yeah, yeah. That, oh. Remember how amazed yeah, I was? and I was, I couldn't, I was almost angry at you that you didn't know about it. Well, because I I never had one before. So I, I, and the reason I bought the magic eraser was because when we had brought our Christmas tree into the house, it was too tall and the top of the tree had scraped onto the mm. ceiling. And I didn't want to go up there... I had gone up there with a sponge and tried to wipe it off. Well, it w- it wouldn't come off. And I didn't want to, like, use the scour pad because I didn't want to, yeah. like, ruin uh, the paint. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I also didn't want to paint over it. I mean, it's just, like, you know, six inches long. So I found out about this magic eraser, and I gave it a shot. And it worked. The only issue is that it changed the... Because it's an abrasive shot, it's mm-hmm. like a very fine sandpaper mm-hmm. almost. It cha- Like, if you see it in the right light, you can tell where you had done it. Discoloration or something? Uh, it's sort of like the shine of the paint came off. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But the product itself, the Magic Eraser. It works. It does the job, right? Yes. And I was I was absolutely amazed. Because nine times out of ten, you buy this crap at the store. It doesn't work. I've seen on TV. I right. use them all the time. Door jams where, all like, fingers are at. all the, You yep. know, like, all that stuff, Shaw. It works. All the time. I- I'll give it its due. You know what else works? The Zevo flying instra- insect trap. Not familiar. Dude, you can't believe we have fruit flies in our house. I don't know where they came from, but it's been a recent problem. And they're upstairs and they're downstairs. Mm. And so we bought a thing at Ace Hardware. It's like a fruit fly trap that comes with a liquid. And it, it's got, it looks like a succulent plant, right? Yeah, yeah. So you open the top, you put the, the goo inside, and then it's got holes in it. And when they fly in there, they get stuck in the in yeah, the, in the goo like and they can't get out. Right? And it's got some kind of... Thing. It's our birthday, but you're getting the presents. Blah, blah, blah. I do not say blah, blah, blah. April 2nd, Lacrosse Center, big rock show. And yeah, it's our birthday. But all that matters is big beers, catch your breath, Daughtry and Breaking Benjamin. Get your tickets at the Lacrosse Center or just click around and get them here. Smell mm-hmm. that apparently attracts them. Yeah. The one upstairs worked okay. We saw several different dead flies in there, fruit flies. But the ones downstairs were not working. They were not, either they weren't attracted to it or they weren't powerful enough or whatever. So we saw these Zebo things and they're expensive. They're like 25 bucks when you buy the, the pack and you get two of them in there and then you buy the refills or whatever. And basically you take like 
It's like a curved nightlight that goes in your wall socket, Shaw. Okay. Uh, and then you take the backing off of the thing, and it's got sticky. a... It's like a fly trap, right? Okay, so it's a sticky it. thing. While there's also a little thing when you plug it in that it must emit some kind of odor or, or whatever, and it attracts them, and then they get stuck on the... F- Dude, it works like gangbusters. Wow. If you've got... And I don't know about other flies and stuff like... I'm just... For fruit flies, if you've got them, and I think we have them because of plants, that's what everybody tells us. It's because of our plants in our house. They'll... It's like not a problem anymore. They're all in there. They're all stuck. I got to replace the filter two days after I put it down there. That's how many fruit flies are stuck on wow. this thing. So I didn't know it was called Zebo. We had one a year or so ago. I don't think it was this brand. There's probably off brand, but it was a light up sticky thing. I or can't speak to other brands. This Zebo one, but though. it was moths. It was like little tiny, tiny moths, okay. and and we got one of those because I didn't know what else to do, and it it worked. We don't have moths. We have the fruit flies, and dude, it is balls to the wall. Like I want to sit down there and watch this thing trap flies. That's how awesome it is, Shaw. It works. Come to the light. Come to the light. It's like a guy in his mid-30s. It actually works. Come, come Unlike some 20-year-old millennial who doesn't want to do four come hours of work at the coffee shop. This thing works. Well worth the money. If you've got fruit flies, I, I'll, I, I'll put my name on it right now. That son of a bitch worked like nothing. The it show brought to you by Zevo. <laughs> Seriously, get me an endorsement for Zevo. <laughs> I it I did I just I didn't know what to expect. I said, all right, well maybe we'll see. And we'll see. but it's you know it's exp- again twenty five bucks to buy these things. You're like it better work, man. I don't want this worked worked. So Shaw, if you got fruit flies in your house mm-hmm. or moths, or if you're a bar, I mean like seriously, I mean like that's a problem that a lot of bars have because the alcohol sits out at night. It's sticky sweet, all that stuff. But dude, it is the bomb. Morning, everyone. All the stuff you missed this week. I missed all of that. It's the Best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Crap Lumber. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Schools used to worry about kids smoking in the boys' room. Oh, yeah. Oh, how times have changed. A school in North Carolina has had to take drastic action to stop kids from spending all day in the bathroom making TikTok videos. Not as many visits to the bathroom, uh, not staying as long, and students are held accountable. And then when there's accountability, uh, you see a, a great difference. We're trying to educate students. Like, we all have cell phones now. We have to learn to use them. We have to learn when to put them down. Uh, teachers at Southern Middle School in Graham, North Carolina, noticed that kids were asking to use the bathroom up to nine times a day no. and taking way longer than necessary. So administrators fixed the problem by removing all of the bathroom mirrors. They found out kids were using those mirrors to film their videos, so when they took them all down, it actually worked. Students are taking fewer bathroom breaks and getting back to class a lot quicker. Now, one parent on Facebook said maybe they should put the mirrors back up and ban the phones instead. But yeah, good luck with that. Apparently, phones are not allowed out during school. Kids just can't seem to follow that rule. Sure. Yeah, you can't stop a kid from having a phone in school. Good luck. Mm. You can't even stop somebody at a Dave Chappelle concert. Right. He's got a strict no phone policy that and a guy paid for a ticket and you're supposed to put it in the lockbox yep. and he snuck one in and he pulled it out and Dave caught him and he stopped his set and yep. said, F this, I'm out of here. Good so luck. Didn't just kick the guy out, he just walked off stage. Yeah, he right. just said, You guys are all gonna pay for this guy's uh, hmm. you know, mistake. And, hmm. Yeah. Kids are not gonna give up their phones before they go to school. Hmm. I don't even have kids. I just know You know that, yeah. I'm a kid. I was a kid once. Mm-hmm. I wasn't giving up my alcohol when I went to school. <laughs> 
You can <laughs> van it all you want. I was bringing in that bottle of orange juice and vodka. Okay. What? What? The statute of limitations has expired on that oh, okay. one. So, uh, we had a story yesterday about a guy who I remember got shot in the head and decided to walk yeah. to a friend's house before he would like get help. Like a mile. A mile and a half, actually. Well, that's nothing on this guy. A Brazilian man can consider himself lucky to be alive after he mistook a gunshot to the head for getting hit with a rock on New Year's Eve and then going about his business for four days. 21-year-old Mateus Faccio was partying on December 31st when he heard a loud noise, like an explosion. It was followed by sharp pain. He instinctively put his hand up to the top of his head and felt blood. A doctor in the crowd noticed the blood dripping from his head and helped stop the bleeding. But thinking that he had just been hit by a random stone thrown by someone, uh, Mateus just went about his business. He applied some ice, celebrated New Year's with friends, and then drove back home more than 100 miles away. The next day, he went to work as usual, and it was only on the afternoon of the 4th that he realized something was wrong with him. He Uh. felt his left arm weaker than usual. Uh, He could move it, but he didn't have the power or coordination to pick up something with it. He got worried and went straight to the doctor, where he told doctors about the stone to the head that he got four days prior. It took a CT scan to reveal that the stone that he felt hit his head was actually a bullet that was now lodged in his brain. They took him in for an operation. It was a success, and the guy is on his way to a full recovery. Wow. Have you ever fired your gun up in the air and gone, ah? No, I have not yeah. ever fired my gun up in the air and gone, ah. I did. It landed in that guy's head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thought it was a rock. Man. Florida man got busted after he forgot to brush off the meth from his driver's license when he handed over to cops during a traffic stop. Mm. It was... A routine stop initially. Deputies noticed a tailgate on the pickup truck was covering the license plate. That gave him an excuse to pull him over. Deputies pulled Robert Brush over and asked for his license. Mm -hmm. And when he handed it over, deputies noticed a white crystal-like substance on it. A lot of meth on it. Cards like driver's license are often used to break up drugs. So the deputy tested the substance and it came back positive for meth. Now, Brush claimed he didn't know there was any drugs on the license and said there was nothing illegal in the car. Cops didn't believe him. They called in a canine, which alerted them that there were drugs in the car. Tucked away between the driver's seat and center console, cops found a baggie filled with what appeared to be a large amount of the same substance on the license. And sure enough, it came back positive for meth. Deputies arrested him on a number of charges, including trafficking of methamphetamine. Mm. Hey, wake up. You're listening to the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Premium products. Superior service since 1948. Good morning. Morning. Good morning. And a special good morning to you this morning. It's the best stuff from your rock mornings. The best. Tell again. The best. Saturdays from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Rock Mornings with Brian and Gene. Two stories about babies being born in vehicles. Your kids all born in hospital? Uh, they, they were all born in a hospital, yes. Yes. Uh, an officer in New Jersey delivering a baby on the side of the road uh. in a snowstorm last week. So they're trying to get to the hospital. She's in labor. Snowstorm. Can't make it. Officer pulls up and helps. Healthy baby girl born on the side of a New Jersey road with the help from an officer in the midst of a winter storm. Sparta Police Department in New Jersey said Officer Christopher Boda responded to a report of a woman in labor on the side of the road near the city's border with Jefferson. This guy was able to locate the vehicle, stopped at the side of the road, made contact with the expecting parents, Tyler and Stephanie. Officer Boda observed the baby's head crowning and proceeded to ensure 
The umbilical cord was not wrapped around the baby's neck. After confirming everything appeared normal, seconds later, Stephanie delivered the baby girl into the officer's hands. First aid squad arrived on the scene, took the mother and newborn Millie to the Morristown Medical Center. Boda followed up with the family two days later, confirmed mother and baby girl healthy and doing well. Oof. Right? Oof. Doctor sitting there like Johnny Bench. Crowning. That means yeah. it's coming out. That does mean that. Right. Thank you very much. <laughs> I think. Doesn't say whether that's her first baby right. or not. Doesn't doesn't no. indicate. Oof. No. The other one happened in Wisconsin in a parking lot at McDonald's. Da, 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 da. <laughs> this is a Muskego couple and their baby made a sudden entrance into the world two weeks early in the sudden, McDonald's parking lot in sudden. Hale's Corners. Mother Annalisa Annalisa Beck said, quote, he came straight out into the snow. What? So it literally snowed on his face for probably 10 minutes. That was his first experience in the world. What? Micah Daniel Beck, six days old. Mom says, quote, he's great. He's a calm baby. We're driving, then her mom is driving behind us, and we're probably five minutes down the road. Right here is where the baby was born, right in the trunk. She was crowning. They showed up, and they ran in and kind of saved the day. It hit me, like, halfway through, and I just kind of laid my head back in the trunk, and I was like, I'm having my baby at McDonald's. (laughs) This cannot be real. Unfortunately, in this field, we see a lot of people leaving this earth, and it was nice to see the other side of it. Help somebody deliver their child, which I think is super cool. Last Friday, mom started getting contractions about two in the morning. Woke her husband, Daniel, said, hey, dude, we got to get going. Um, I'm feeling something here. By the time he was out and got his marbles together, I was like, it's happening. We need to go. So we're driving, and then her mom is driving behind us, and we're probably five minutes down the road. Realized they weren't going to make it to the hospital. Wow. Saw the golden arches and quickly turned into the parking lot, right? Well, if you're going to call the cops or the, you know, like, hey, look, we're at the McDonald's on such and such, as opposed to, I don't know where we are on the side of the road, right? Yes. Maybe you don't know where that is. Hail Corners Fire Department, firefighters, EMTs rushing to help to deliver Micah. Firefighter Brianna Baltutis says, quote, by the time we got to the scene, uh, Malik was actually the first one to go over to her. She was crowning. They showed up. They ran in and kind of saved the day back. Uh, just yeah. yeah. So in the snow, baby, just born right there in the snow. Just here you go, baby. Have some snow. Wow. Car trunk, snow. This story has everything. Micah uh, weighed eight pounds, a little more than a quarter pounder. Uh, born in the parking lot. Snow fell mm-hmm. all around him. Mm-hmm. Baby and mom. Good to go. She waited until the very last minute to go to the hospital. I think this is happening. Well, two weeks early, though, the yeah. baby. And no, I, I Two in I the morning, it. and it's something's going on. You're not sure. And right. Crowning. That means that they're coming out, Brian. Yeah. Thanks. I, I read it on the internet. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. In case you were unaware. Uh-huh. That means they're coming out. It's the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Sounds good to me. Premium products. Premium products. Superior service. Superior service. Since 1948. One of them can have an entire conversation made up of movie quotes. I paid a fool. The other two usually have no clue what the f*** he just said. You like movies about gladiators? We love to party. I'll be back. Wednesday mornings at 8.15. Win Brian's Morning Show Money. They're always after me, Lucky Charms. By playing You're Killing Me, Shaws. You're killing me, Smalls. I want you to be nice. 
until it's time to not be nice. $70 of my morning show money up for grabs, Shaw. That's a pretty decent chunk of change. Sure is. I didn't even ask Gene. What, what do you think? Is he going to get it, Gene, or not? I don't think so. You're going with no, huh? Is it because he watches weird ass? Yes, <laughs> and you're probably not doing anything Oscar nominated. I About wouldn't think so. Danny yeah. Bonaducci being a pimp was right. he the pimp in that movie? Yeah, with he the... was. He was in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what stellar you, cast? What are you doing? Watching movies starring Danny Bonaducci, right? And Annie Potts is a wannabe mm-hmm. teenage prostitute. Corvette summer, baby. It was the seventies. Does he get his Corvette back? Hashtag spoiler alert. I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Well, I'm not going to watch, so don't worry about that. I'll never find out then. All right. Jean does not think you're going to get it. As always, her opinion is irrelevant. It's all about color 15 on the rock line. 608-784-0957. Who this? Ben. Ben, are you familiar with how this game is played? Yes. All right, Ben. Do you think Shaw's going to know the movie quote or not know the movie quote? I think he's going to know it today. You're going with yes, and what are you going to do with 70 bucks of my morning show money if you win? Drink it up. <laughs> no hesitation there. You knew exactly what his weekend plans included. Uh-huh. Ben thinks you're going to get it, Shaw. I think you're going to get it, too. It's a pretty famous movie quote. It's one word. Oh, boy. Well, think of all the one-word movie quotes it could be. Stella! Uh-huh. uh-huh. Rosebud, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's... Adrian! <laughs> How was that? Is that good? Yeah. <laughs> need the air. No, That's stop. more than one word. All right, listen closely. Shall you ready? I guess. All right, here we go. Toga, 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 You want to hear it again just to be sure? Yes. All right, listen closely, Shaw. Toga, 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 toga. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Are you familiar with that movie quote, Shaw? I may have seen it a few times, yeah. I'm going to go with Animal House. Congratulations to Ben. He guessed correctly. And now he's got 70 bucks of my morning show money to drink drink with. Would have been 75 years old today. Born Mm. on this day in 1949, the late, great John Belushi. Hmm. Oh, <laughs> See if you can guess what I am now. <laughs> Congratulations, Shaw. Well, thank you. I am not quoting Corvette Summer or Robert Mitchum movies mm-hmm. about killing people and just not in my wheelhouse, man. Was that Kittle? Was that one from the? Was that black and white? Yeah, black and white, nineteen fifty-four. Oh, even worse. It's so Oof. bad. Shelly Winters was young in the movie. That tells you how old it was. Ooh. Ben from Viroqua got $70 of my morning show money. We'll send him a check. Next week, it'll be $10. We'll reset. You're killing me, Shaws, each and every Wednesday, just after 8 o'clock. Your chance to shine. How do you... Gene wondered, and I yeah. wondered, too. How do you find... Like, are you just on different channels? Like, what's your sitch here? How are so you... So, last night, we were finishing up with dinner. 
And I'm like, hey, I wonder if there's something on, you know, want to watch something tonight? We didn't have any plans to watch anything. So I just scrolled through the guide on the television to see what was on starting at 7 o'clock. And there, indeed, was a, on Turner Classic Movies, a Robert Mitchum movie I'd never seen before. I like Robert Mitchum as an actor, and we decided to give it a shot. Huh. What about the Corvette one? How well, I, that... I just stumbled across that. Okay, so you just yeah, I didn't purposely this... go to seek it out. I was just channel surfing, and it was on, and I caught <laughs> some. I didn't watch the whole thing, but how mm-hmm. did you know what it was? Did you? I remember. I've heard of the movie. I think my dad may have gone to see it at the drive-in when I was a kid. Did your dad bury a Corvette in the backyard? No, but he liked going to the drive-in because he would cram us into the back of the station wagon, put a blanket over us, and pay for one ticket. Hell yeah. He was a principal of what? a school, right, Sean? Yeah, yes, he was a principal, church-going man too. <laughs> Man, your dad and I would have got along swell. Mm-hmm. I lied my way to an Eagle Scout badge. Your dad was covering up kids in the back, making them pee in coffee cans yep. on long road Didn't trips. Have to stop. Burying refrigerators in the backyard, dumping oil in the in the in woods the alley, yeah. in the alleyway. Mm-hmm. Just you would have gotten along with it. And he was a principal of an education. System. That's the part where we would have had problems. That I, was he a taskmaster about the education stuff? Like, was he really up your ass about it? Oh, yeah. Oh, God, I could. Yeah. See, my parents were, like, very hands-off with my school, except for the disciplinary things, because I was always in trouble. But, like, the schooling part, because I I always got good grades. I just, I had a hard time, like, caring about school. I didn't want to be there. your brother go to higher education also? Uh, He did for a couple years anyway. Okay. My grandparents were real adamant about the whole school thing. Always up my rear end about school. I'm 12. Just give me a Transformer. (laughs) Shut up, Grandma. I don't care about books and stuff. She was worried about you. Oh, God. Hey, wake up. The best of your rock morning. The best! Tell them again. The best! I like it. Saturdays from 6 a.m. until 10 a.m. And online at 957therock.com or the 957therock app. Special delivery! The best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Premium products. Superior service since 1948. Rock mornings with Brian and Gene asking Alexandria with Psycho. It's time for the friggin' sports! You might remember this play from Sunday. After his one-for-three performance last week, he has tremendous support in the building. If he has to make one for us, the game on the line, he will. 44 yards pass. No, he doesn't make it! Wide right. Wow! The two most dreaded words in Buffalo have surfaced again. The missed field goal. Mm Mm-hmm. That guy, by the way, Tyler Bass, had to shut down all of his social media platforms because people were going after him, as people are wont to do, mm-hmm. death threats and all sorts of other nastiness because he missed a field goal. Okay. But Bills fans are rallying around kicker Tyler Bass days after he missed the field goal attempt. It would have tied the AFC divisional game against the Chiefs. Bass has worked with 10 Lives Club. Okay. A cat rescue and adoption group. And days after he deactivated all of his social media accounts and received threats online, the Bills kicker is getting some support from Bills fans, Bills Mafia. Obviously, we've heard stories about Bills Mafia in the past. Injured players, right, on other teams. They donate in their honor, the number of their jersey usually, to whatever cause that they are a part of. So they're rallying around him now? One of their own, yeah. The 10 Lives Club began receiving calls on Monday with people wanting to donate $22 in honor of Bass, who wears number two. 
spent all four of his NFL seasons with the Bills. When they started coming in, that's when the 10 Lives Club learned of the abuse that Bass was receiving online. Mm. The 10 Lives Club posted on Facebook a message of support for Tyler Bass saying, quote, we stand with Tyler Bass. Don't bully our friend. We just heard the terrible news that Tyler Bass is receiving threats after yesterday's game and our phones are ringing off the hook for people who want to donate $22 to the 10 Lives Club in his name. Tyler doesn't deserve any of the hate he's receiving. He's an excellent football player and an even better person who took time to help our organization and rescue cats last year. Leave our friend alone. As of Tuesday morning, over $28,000. Oh, my gosh. In total, had been donated. Money will stay in western New York, allow them to help find new homes for animals. Kimberly LaRussa, the PR manager for the 10 Lives Club, said in an interview, leave our friend alone. He's a great guy. He's a good person, and we think you should just leave him alone. We're Tyler Bass's biggest fans here at 10 Lives Club. It's not every day that a celebrity that helps out an organization, and he is a celebrity that does. He was a part of their (laughs) Show Your Soft Side campaign. And while other athletes were involved, choose to uh, support dog shelters, Bass was all about the cats, which is rare. Mm -hmm. Pictures of him holding kitties. How about the 10 Lives Club, the Show Your Soft Side campaign that they had? And... Now they got twenty eight grand and counting. Well, and I guess good for him to find out that he has support that people are, you know, sticking up for him. Essentially, mm-hmm. you know, like we, we're not going to take this uh, right online threats. We're going to do something good in his name, and so he knows that there's fans out there in support, and not just everybody's a hater, right? As goofy as those Buffalo Bills fans can be. Putting people through tables and squirting mustard and ketchup all over each other. They can also be very generous. Very generous and kind and and, and giving. Don't go anywhere. Another dose of the best stuff from your rock mornings. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. The best of your rock morning. Brought to you by Kraft Lumber. Only on. Favorite station. 95.7. The Rock. A British wildlife park has hatched a new plan to rehabilitate its potty-mouthed parrots after they unleashed a tide of exclusives. These are the, we've heard about yes. these ones before, yep. Back right? in 2020, five foul-mouthed African gray parrots that were donated to this wildlife park in England were isolated from the flock in an attempt to improve their language. Uh, that didn't work. Now the team is adopting a different and riskier approach of integrating three newly donated cuss-happy birds alongside the original five into the flock. Okay. They put eight really, really offensive swearing parrots with 92 non-swearing ones. If the new strategy works, the eight parrots could start to talk like the nice parrots. I don't know, man. I have a feeling those 92 are going to be picking up some bad habits. That's what they say. If the other 92 (laughs) pick up the expletives, it's going to turn into some adult aviary, apparently. Adult aviary. Take this into, like, a classroom setting, right? Uh Yes. Let's say you got eight kids who are really potty mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe don't clean up after themselves and maybe are a little rambunctious, right? You put them in a room with no teachers. Yes. No sort of like authoritative figure. Just 92 other kids. What do you think the outcome is going to be, Shaw? Do you think that those eight kids are going to learn their lesson from these other 92 kids who may not be as rambunctious or crazy as these other eight kids? 
Or are the other 92 kids going to be somehow affected? I'm thinking that the eight potty mouth kids are going to win over. <laughs> Don't you? I have a feeling that they're not gonna they're not gonna figure this out there in this in this zoo mm-hmm. in Britain. They're gonna they're have trying. they're gonna have a bunch of swearing birds. Yes, I'm Ryan Fellow. That bird is a liar. I'm Ryan Fellow. He's starting to make me mad. He better shut up. Yeah, the zoo did put up signs warning visitors about the parents' language. Interestingly, they've never received... It's our birthday, but you're getting the presents. Blah, blah, blah. I do not say blah, blah, blah. April 2nd, Lacrosse Center, big rock show. And yeah, it's our birthday, but all that matters is big beers, catch your breath, Daughtry, and Breaking Benjamin. Get your tickets at the Lacrosse Center, or just click around and get them here. ...a single complaint, uh, despite the profanity. Because it's hilarious. Yes, exactly. It's funny. Right. It's funny. All exactly. right, so it's another animal that can speak our language, and, and it's funny... Mm-hmm. Like a lot of swear words? Yes, and like really graphic swear words. <laughs> Have you heard a child swear? It's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Then so you one, add that to a bird? Oh, my God. One learned it and taught the others? I'm guessing people that go to the zoo start t- telling these birds what the words are, right? Yeah, I don't know how the whole thing starts, but uh, clearly they're imitating somebody. They, the experts say that it's easy for parrots to mimic swear words because when we say them, we often say them alone we and emphasize part of a sentence and right. we say them the same way you know what i mean so it's easy for the parents to mimic what are some of the what is f i'm assuming yes. f word yes what are the mf I, word they don't i'm assuming yes c word are we talking i don't c know word? i'm not, we're not sure we're not sure what the birds are saying the s word do they listen to like uh eddie murphy raw or something and then <laughs> they, they i the think they picked it up from their owners you see and when you know if they were donated to the to the zoo or something <laughs> Some of them imitate men's voices. Some of them imitate women's voices. Uh, Here's the most random crime we've seen in a while. 17-year-old kid in Utah is facing charges for taping dead fish to ATM machines. He's been going around to different ATMs, duct-taping fish to the screens. He's also, of course, uploading footage of it to social media. Like carp? Like what kind of fish? It doesn't specify. I'm assuming they're small. Sunfish? Goldfish? He has over 57,000 followers on Instagram and goes by the name Fish Bandit. So this is his, he's like the sticky bandit. This is his thing. His tagline is live, laugh, tape fish on ATMs. So it's like the sticky bandits in Home Are they betas? What kind of fish are they? Again, don't know what kind of fish. Perhaps if you wanted to check out his Instagram page, we'd get a better sense of it. But I'm guessing these are not like big catfish. Uh, cops in Utah say he's duct taped at least 13 fish to 13 different ATMs since last August. He also posted a video around the holidays of three fish that he had duct taped to the side of a parked police car. He's facing oh, charges for man. property damage stemming from all the cleanup that had to be done. I guess you got to find your niche and go with it, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got to set yourself apart from everybody else on TikTok <laughs> trying to earn a couple bucks. Do. How random know. is that? You did it again, didn't you? You left the water running, didn't you? What's wrong with you? Why do you do that? I told you not to do it. Harry, it's our calling card. Calling card. All the great ones leave their mark. We're the wet bandits. <laughs> Fish bandit, right? Right. Uh, PETA is calling for changes to the Pennsylvania tradition of Groundhog Day by offering to replace Punxsutawney Phil with an enormous golden weather-predicting coin. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard They say groundhogs can't make heads or tails of the weather forecast and shouldn't be jostled around by large members of a different species and thrust in front of noisy Aren't crowds for a photo of? That friggin' groundhog is living the life. Right. They're putting girls in his kennel in the library, right? Didn't we find that out? They're yeah. putting chicks in there to so we can have a good time. Mm-hmm. He's getting all the great meals. They take great he vet care. He gets poked once a year. They pull him out one day a year. And shove him in front of a camera. I mean, I, it's not like that 
so animal P- is going through hell. No. PETA has offered to provide a coin, one side calling for six more weeks of winter, the other in early spring, for Groundhog Day organizers to use instead of relying on the weather-predicting capabilities of a marmot. The group also argues the coin would be just about as accurate as Punks and Tawny Phil. Phil? Hey! Phil Connors, I thought that was you. Phil, I sell insurance. What a shot. What a do shot. you have life insurance? Because <laughs> if you do, you could always use a little more. Am I right or am I right or am I right? Right, 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 right. How are they going to get Phil to flip that coin? So Phil's out of the picture, man. No, they want him released. PETA can go Back to hell. Into the- Don't drive angry. Don't drive angry. Because if they could get him to flip the coin, now he'd really be on to something. You know what I mean? He comes out of his cage, he has the coin, he flips it a thing, and then heads or tails. Other than Sun Prairie Jimmy, tell me about another woodchuck that gets treated better than Punxsutawney Phil. I couldn't name one. Exactly. Mm. Uh, See the groundhog? Yeah. I think it'll be an early spring. Didn't we do this yesterday? Didn't we do this yesterday? <laughs> yes, That's did. right, woodchuck chuckers. It's Groundhog Day. Get up and check the dog out there. Yeah. Come here, Groundhog. Leave Punxsutawney Phil alone. There you go. He's living the high life. They got him in the library. He's got his very own kennel or whatever the hell that thing is. They're putting chicks in there. He's getting three hots and a cot, man. He's doing fine. Mm-hmm. He's all right. And somebody on Reddit posted oh, sorry. a I didn't, no, I thought we were bonus. <laughs> All right. Uh, posted a crazy story about something that supposedly happened on an American Airlines flight from Phoenix to Austin, Texas. The plane was still at the gate when a person noticed a disgruntled passenger who they described as maybe hungover. Mm. Everyone had just boarded, and this guy was already arguing with another passenger. That's not good. Then suddenly the guy says, you thought that was rude? Well, how about this? And then loudly passed gas. The person who posted about it referred to him as Fartman. Next, they say Fartman started complaining about the smell of some food mm. that another passenger brought on board, so someone told him to stop being rude. He called them low class. They fired back with, well, you're back here in economy with the rest of us. Mm. As the plane started taxiing, it seemed like it was over. But minutes later, the plane stopped. The pilot came on the speaker, said they were heading back to the gate, and they kicked Fartman off the plane. No more Fartman. Thankfully, he left without causing another scene, and passengers were only delayed by about 30 minutes. In your general direction. Does Howard Stern know that this right. guy's calling himself exactly. Fartman? He's probably got that copyrighted. I bet he does. From a land far away and long, long ago, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's a really bad smell. Ladies and gentlemen, Fartman! Was that at the Oscars or something? It was at the MTV Video Music Awards, I think. Luke Perry, (laughs) may he rest in peace, introducing Fartman. Brian, Gene, and Shaw get their best stuff every Saturday morning. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. All systems go. The best of your rock mornings. Only on 95.7 The Rock. In the most obvious study of all time, <laughs> pasta makes us happy. They put science and money behind that? In Italy, no less. <laughs> so take this with a grain of salt or maybe a dash of Parmesan shop. But mm-hmm. 
According to a study conducted by the Behavioral and Brain Lab at the Free University of Languages and Communication in Milan, Italy. Okay. That sounds like... What's the Phoenix one? Is is it the online one, University Mm -hmm. of Phoenix? Correct. A study conducted by the Behavioral and Brain Lab. (laughs) Okay, Behavioral and Brain Lab, right? At the Free University of Languages and Communication. What the hell is the (laughs) University of Languages and Communication doing with a Behavioral and Brain Lab? Is it really free? Yeah. I don't know. Other countries do have free education. For the study... Researchers recruited 40 participants between the ages of 25 and 55 years old, measured their physical and neurological changes while they ate pasta. Dude, all I had to do was eat pasta? Why did I not know about this? Can we conduct a study right now in the studio where I eat pasta? You don't even need to hook me up to anything. I'll tell you. I'm very happy right now. In fact, bring me more pasta. Oh, is that the Alfredo? Yes, please. I'm very happy. Then they compared the responses to the reactions the participants had while listening to their favorite songs or watching a sporting event. And according to the researchers, eating pasta was more effective than sports or music at, quote, activating cognitive memory processes, which is a fancy way of saying that it helped the participants remember or recall specific things. Eating pasta also bested both music and sporting events when it comes to generating positive emotions, which makes us wonder why... We don't just eat pasta all the damn time. Mm-hmm. I get the positive emotions. I don't get the the cognitive things because sometimes I feel nappy. Well, after I think pasta. what they're saying though is that whatever science they used, the pasta got the brain going as opposed to more than the sports or the music. So if you're having trouble studying for a test, maybe. Eat some lasagna. Maybe some lasagna or okay. skeddy meatballs over putting some tunes on. All right. I, I, like it's I worth said, a try. Lasagna, big bowl of that, Shaw, and you're nappy. Mm, you bet. Instead of rubbing some dirt on it the next time you're injured, maybe just... Slurp up some mac and cheese. Eat some mac and cheese, mm-hmm. Shaw. Maybe some fettuccine Alfredo. Yeah. Pasta makes us happy. Duh. Right. Thanks, Captain Obvious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as long as it comes with a delicious sauce as well, yeah. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Free University of Languages and Communication. The prestigious behavioral and brain lab at the Free University Shop in Milan, Italy. They probably have pretty good pasta when they're doing these oh, studies in I Milan, Italy, so. right? Pasta last mm-hmm. night. Yeah. Homemade. You make homemade pasta? No, I don't, but oh. they do it in Italy. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I, other than working in a restaurant, I've never done that. And I, it's just a, mm. With the pasta maker. Oh, yeah. And all the you whole thing. Flatten it out and all mm-hmm. that. So, yeah, just. It's simple in terms of ingredients. It's just laborious. And you have to have the right equipment. Yes. And honestly, like, at the end, I, I'm just as satisfied with stuff out of a box. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Like, I'm not saying it's the same. I know there's a different, I've, I've tasted it, but I'm just. The quicker it can get inside of me, Shaw, the happier mm-hmm. I am. There's a restaurant in the Dells. Well, was, I guess. I don't know that it's still there, but that had, like, open-air seating in the summertime, like, big windows and stuff, and they have, it's an Italian restaurant, yeah. and in there, there's one half of the restaurant, you can just watch people making the pasta oh, that cool. you're going to go in and eat. Like, 
through the wind. You know, yeah. you can, that's fresh. It's cool. <laughs> Pasta makes us happy. Also, Shaw, water is still wet and the sky <laughs> is still blue. In case you're the bottom of it. In case you're wondering. Mm-hmm. I love these studies, though, man. They just they they're getting grants or like government money or something. Like happier than music and sports, though, is surprising. Not that it makes you happy. I, I don't know, that. man. I don't know, man. If you if you I. Twenty-eight to three. When they came back and won that Super Bowl, I don't know if I've ever been happier. <laughs> I don't know if there's ever even the moment I got married, Shaw. I don't know if there's ever been a moment in my life that I've ever been happier than when that. The Patriots won the Super Bowl. When the Patriots came back from twenty-eight to three, mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever been happier. I don't know what kind of pasta is out there that I'm missing out on, but it's got to be pretty supreme pasta for me to be that happy. Yeah. Is the next study like? We also found that apple pie makes people happy. (laughs) Chocolate makes people happy. That's probably in America, not in (laughs) Milan, Italy. Who the hell are you guys? It's the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Rock mornings with Brian and Gene. Leave it to a kid from Wisconsin to do the right thing. Yeah. Pewaukee's own TJ Watt. Yeah. Brother of JJ Watt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's a damn good football player himself. And person. Announced that he's gifting a surprise trip to the Super Bowl for a disabled Army veteran from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. TJ Watt teamed up with USAA. The official NFL salute to service partner and the Disabled American Veterans DAV to award a deserving military veteran and his family a once-in-a-lifetime experience with a trip to the Super Bowl and a chance to meet him and other NFL stars in Vegas. Come on with this chance thing. If TJ Watt's signing up for it, you know it's it's a guaranteed. Unless something something happens, some act of God, and TJ Watt can't be there, you know he's going to make it happen. TJ tweeted out earlier this week that Army veteran Adam Alexander is, quote, living proof that those from the heartland have huge hearts. If you haven't read about this, you can obviously Google TJ Watt. Click the news tab. Should show up right away. Alexander enlisted in the reserves as a civil affairs specialist in 2008 while attending the University of Wisconsin in Platteville eventually achieving the rank of staff sergeant in 2012 when his service career ended due to injuries sustained in combat. In 2011, Alexander deployed to Afghanistan as part of Provincial Reconstruction Team, PRT, stationed in the province of Paktia. I probably mispronounced that, and I apologize. Uh, when he was struck in the head by sniper fire during an insurgent attack on his base, leaving him with a 5% chance of survival. 5% chance of survival. I heard... Decorated service history, including being awarded the Purple Heart, Combat Action Badge, and the Army Commendation Medal with Valor. Has a one-year-old daughter. Also volunteers. Dedicated to raising support and awareness for local veterans. It's kind of a bummer now that you read this. It even adds a little more to the Packers not getting there because he's a lifelong Packer fan, obviously. Says he plans to bring his father-in-law, a Vietnam-era Army veteran uh, himself, okay. with him to the Super Bowl in Vegas. Both 
of them will meet TJ Watt before going to the game. Alexander, not the only vets to get this once in a lifetime opportunity. USAA will be coordinating a similar effort with other players around the league. But TJ Watt, hometown boy from Wisconsin, working with the USAA people and the disabled veterans to make this guy his guest at the Super Bowl. Super Bowl uh, February 11th. It's pretty cool. That's good stuff. That's the good stuff. Awesome. Brian, Gene, and Shaw get their best stuff every Saturday morning. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Good morning. Good morning to you, too. Fries and Shaw. The best of your rock mornings. Too early for flapjacks? Only on 95.7 The Rock. A nine-year-old boy in France was abandoned for two years in an unheated apartment, living alone, scrounging food from neighbors. How old? Uh, He's nine. A nine-year-old? He's nine now. Uh, So he was seven? Yes. His mother, who left him in 2020 to fend for himself, has now been sentenced to a six-month prison term. How did... So the neighbors must have known if he's scrounging food. Yes. And nobody called? They don't have a DCS or anything? They did ultimately, yes. Took him two years? Sounds like it. Jesus Christ. Her son lived alone in an apartment that had no electricity or hot water. He even managed to get himself to school, and teachers suspected nothing because he was such a good pupil. He mostly lived off cakes and cold tin food, occasionally pilfering tomatoes from a neighboring balcony. The boy who washed in cold water often wrapped himself up in a sleeping bag and had to sleep under three blankets to stay warm. Neighbors helped him by giving him food before one anonymously reported the case to authorities. An investigation revealed the mother was living about three miles away with her new boyfriend. The mom, charged oh with abandoning God. and endangering a minor, uh, the boy's father, who lived in another town, was not charged. The boy has been taken into protective custody. I can't believe two years. Right? I can't either. I in mean, wow. What a, and not only that, but the neighbors knew. And they're giving this kid food and stuff. Right. And like, took two years before somebody said, hey, we should probably get... Right? Yeah, not a 17-year-old. Seven. Yeah. Ugh. But good on him, though, for, you know, keeping his life together. Surviving? Yeah. Ugh. A California lawmaker has announced a bill that would require new vehicles and trucks sold in California to be equipped with technology that would prevent them from going more than 10 miles an hour over the speed limit. Governors, yeah. Yeah, State Senator Scott Weiner, who represents San Francisco, Wiener. announced the legislation as part of a larger package of street safety proposals in response to the surging traffic deaths in the U.S. Weiner. If passed, this bill would require vehicles beginning with the model year 2027 that are made or sold in California to come with a speed governor. It would make California the first state in the nation to mandate this technology. I am speed. Wiener. Boy, California sounds like a real yeah, terrible wait, place wait to live. Wait a second. So no matter where I'm at and what the speed limit is, it would only go 10 miles more than what that set at? Yeah, so it would use the GPS location along with a database of speed limits to figure out what speed you should be traveling at during any given time. How long before California is part of the Pacific Ocean? <laughs> Because it sounds like a terrible place to live. Mm-hmm. It sounds like they want to just, I mean, they got nothing but crime and drug problems all over the streets. I mean, have you seen the videos? I would. I yeah, would San awful. Francisco's a mess. I mean, and they're worried about they're this. worried about people speeding on the highway. Why don't you clean up the, the drug mess that you got going on over there totally in your homeless encampment? to California this afternoon, Shaw. I would get on a plane and come There are parts of it that are beautiful. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Oh, maybe even affordable. I'm yes. not there's sure plenty of parts of yes. the rest of the country yes. that are beautiful, right. too. They can uh, keep it. Build I, a wall around that friggin' state. No, I don't know that I'd trust. I mean, GPS is 
got yeah. glitches. Next you thing know you know, the mean? GPS kicks in and, and, and you're doing 10 miles <laughs> slower than the speed. Right. Some guy runs right up your ass. Right. I don't want the car doing the driving. Control of my car, I'm doing the car. Yes. I'm driving, okay? Yes. I'm in charge of it. Yeah. Thank you very much, California, Mr. Wiener. And police in Texas are referring to a trio of suspects as the Three Stooges because they slipped and fell on a wet floor while trying to <laughs> rob a Popeye's restaurant. It was all caught on surveillance cameras. Police said the three suspects went slipping and sliding into the restaurant on the wet floor before threatening employees and demanding money. They were armed with handguns at the time. Police are still looking for the clumsy robbers who they are referring to as Larry, Curly, and Moe. <laughs> Hello, 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 hello. I saw the video. It was pretty funny. Not awesome. Not great. The best is yet to come. A better than average. You go to the best. You are listening to the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Have you heard of the ketchup challenge? Nope. It blew up on TikTok earlier this week. I wouldn't know because I don't have TikTok because I'm an adult. But it basically makes fun of men for being bad at cleaning. See, this is why I can't participate, because I would fail at all of these stupid attempts to make me look bad. <laughs> oh, you, accomplished. Still, you put ketchup on the floor, on the counter or whatever, and I wake up and I see it. I'm cleaning it up immediately. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not leaving it there, which is apparently what this whole challenge is about. Like, look how lazy and stupid uh, my husband oh, is. Oh, you just leave it there? Doesn't and clean up the ketchup. cleans it up? It's like the milk thing, right? Where your kids don't tell you that you need milk. Right, they put the empty jug back or in. There's the, just that little, little tiny bit in the. There's thing. like a layer of milk. Oh, there's still some in there. They'll put it back. Well, it's easier than <laughs> rinsing it out and putting it in the in the recyclables. So the challenge is that you squirt an ample amount of ketchup on your kitchen counter and ask your husband or boyfriend to clean it up for you. So it's not even a does he realize it's there? You actually say to him, mm-hmm. "Clean the ketchup." Then you watch and see if he does a good job or if he just spreads it around and quits because it's actually clean or before it's actually clean. So he just like what, wipes it once yeah, and I just see. assumes it's good to go as opposed to getting a sponge or a Clorox wipe well, or something like, like that? like mayo or anything like that. It can be, it can spread out more as you're wiping it than to clean it up. 57 quickly. flavors, Shaw Hines got in on it too. <laughs> they posted one where a guy says, sure, he'll clean it up. Then he hops in the car and buys french fries so he doesn't nice. have to waste the ketchup. Okay, I'm going to try the tripping ketchup on the counter and see how my husband cleans it up. He's kind of a clean freak in general, so we'll see what he does. What are you doing? Whoa. Can you clean it up for me? Why did you just do that? <laughs> Okay, so okay, well, you're doing. now you clean it up like normal. I'd be so pissed if my wife tried to get me on these things. It's a trap. So he really did go get French fries and dip them <laughs> no, in there. No, that's Heinz, funny. Heinz, oh. Heinz produced one for them for their. Uh-huh. But like, I love that. I'd 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 take my wife's phone and throw it in the trash. <laughs> I'd be like, no, we're not doing this. It's like the stupid Taylor Swift thing. What time is the Taylor football game on? And then the husband reacts like he doesn't. Know that it's a setup. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Ketchup challenge. Don't call me worthless. I'm trying my best. I'm not my dad. That's right. You're <laughs> not your dad. He could sell a ketchup popsicle to a woman in white gloves. Ketchup popsicle? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Love that movie. Love that movie. The guy, by the way, in the video, the audio you just heard, just used his hand. Uh, he oh, did not use any sort of rag or, or paper towel. I could flip flop this and do this to my wife. 
this would be a, a, a challenge where I could put ketchup on the counter and say, hey, honey, I think uh, you spilled some ketchup. And then you go Baffled. back five minutes later. No, she'd clean it, yeah. but you go back and it wouldn't be, it'd be still be messy. What's your f***ing plan? Eat ketchup packs? We should have stopped at Roy Rogers. And I should have f***ed the 11s, but I didn't. <laughs> Poor Paul Walnuts. Eat ketchup packets? <laughs> It's the ketchup challenge, Shaw. So don't get caught this no. weekend. If Mary just spills some ketchup all over the place, make sure you clean it up thoroughly. Mm. Get some wipes. Mm-hmm. Get a spray, 409 or something. The ketchup challenge. You're being tested. I had lots of ketchup last night. You would have been happy. We had tater tots. Ooh, just like plain old ass in the oven tater tots? Yes. Like that. What kind of, what brand? Uh, or I Orida. Uh, yeah. yeah. There's, I, the, there are many ones, too, so they get extra crispy. It's our birthday, but you're getting the presents. Blah, blah, blah. I do not say blah, blah, blah. April 2nd, Lacrosse Center, Big Rock Show. And yeah, it's our birthday, but all that matters is big beers, catch your breath, Daughtry, and Breaking Benjamin. Get your tickets at the Lacrosse Center or just click around and get them here. They're smaller, like they're littler, and yeah. they get they crisp up real nice. We got some that weren't Orida, and they were really good. They were from the freezer section, obviously. Yeah. Those are hit and miss, though, you know? You put them in the oven, and they don't crisp up, and then they stick to the, you That's know, even I if like you spray them, ones, you, yeah. you know. But we got some, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. They weren't Orida. They were on sale at, at the grocery store, and, and they were really good. <laughs> do you just do ketchup, or do you do other sauces? No, I just did ketchup, because we also had Sloppy Joe's, so there was the ketchup in that, too, so... Wow. A lot of ketchup last night in my house. Didn't spill any either. Put it on my plate. Put it on my plate. Didn't make my, your husband clean it up? No, it was just oh in God. the meat and on the plate. Shaw. When we when we come home drunk from the bar and my wife gets McDonald's and makes she makes mayo chup herself, yes. you know, at, at the house. with yes. ma- mayo and ketchup. Do you want to talk a mess? Do you want to know what a mess looks like? That. Do you Have you ever seen a child eat a birthday cake when they're like one years old? That's what's happening. That's what's She's happening with the burger. mayo, ch- dude. It is everywhere. I wake up the next morning and and whatever. I you know it is. It, but man, fine. well she so because we have these little ramekins, you know these little mm. tiny, and they're only about yay deep. They're about yeah. I don't know half inch deep, and she puts too much mayo and ketchup in this thing, and then and she tries to swirl it in the ramekin. And I'm like, what are you doing? Put it in a bowl. And then, you know, and, the then, nah, 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 and then the burgers going in there, and the fingers and everything, and it's ketchup everywhere. <laughs> it's it's a it's a disaster, man. And I love her. I love her for it. It's, these are the things that, right? My wife used so it to keep you together. It's yes. like Goodwill Hunting. My wife used to fart in her sleep, right? It's all those little pack, mm-hmm. packadillos that you remember that mm-hmm. made her mine or whatever. Yeah. The mayo chub. <laughs> she loves that stuff. Now she's got this weird Asian mayo that she got. Remember I told yeah. you about this? She's all in on the Asian food. She keeps trying to get me to eat it. I don't. Mm. You good? I'll just take. Stick with regular ketchup. I like it. No, I love it. Keep listening. More of the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by Crack Lumber. Where's this coming from, man? 95.7 The Rock. I already thought I was offended this morning because they released the Roadhouse trailer. Mm-hmm. But now I'm even more offended by this child sex what? doll thing, Shaw. So this has long been rumored. A reboot slash remake of... The amazing, perfect cinema classic Roadhouse starring Patrick Swayze. And now it's come to fruition. We had heard that Ronda Rousey at one point might star in a Roadhouse reboot. But now it's Conor McGregor and Jake Gyllenhaal. Never underestimate your opponent. Expect the unexpected. 
I have not watched the trailer. I refuse to give them a moment of my time. Take it outside. Never start anything inside the bar unless it's absolutely necessary. This is blasphemy to you, huh? It is absolutely blasphemous. This is a crime against humanity. (laughs) I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. It disgusts me to the very core of my soul. I cannot allow this to happen, Shaw. Right boot. Right boot. Mm -hmm. This is profane in so many ways. Give me the biggest guy in the world. You smash his knee, he'll drop like a stone. So you're not going to go rush to see it, then? I'm never going to see it. Much like that horrific excuse of a Ghostbusters film that they spewed out into the world several years ago. I refuse. I will... Stand and die on this hill, Shaw. You are a principled man. These principles. Oh my gosh, Jake Gyllenhaal without his shirt. Yeah, he's all jacked. Don't give a rat's ass. Don't care. What is happening? I used to bleep guys like you in prison. You're too stupid to have a good turn. That's what I thought. Ooh, he's taking on Conor McGregor. What if someone calls my mama a whore? What if somebody calls my mama a whore? Is she? (laughs) Is she? You cannot improve on perfection. All you can do is make it worse. And that's what they've done. They've sullied the name of Roadhouse with their stupid, terrible attempt at a reboot. I'm not watching it ever. I'm not watching the trailer. I do love Roadhouse, so I, but I, I, I'm just, I just watched it. And the fact that Kelly Lynch gets a phone call from Bill Murray and his stupid brothers every time that movie's on and they see Patrick Swayze sexing her up makes me laugh every time I hear the story. Every single time I hear that story. So he he thought he should call my husband up and he disguised his voice, which never works because you can tell it's Bill Murray. And he was like, "Uh, Patrick Patrick Swayze is doing something with your wife on a rocky wall. You better might want to turn your TV on. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love it. I love it so much. I'll never watch that film. It's offensive to me. And I don't find very many things offensive, Gene, but that is offensive. I'm ready to rock when you are, so let's do this. It's the best of your rock morning. Good morning. Brought to you by Krat Lumber. Premium products. Superior service since 1948. The best of your rock mornings. Only on 95.7 The Rock. Rock mornings with Brian and Gene. Well, I went the friggin' sports. All right, well, it's hockey. Brought to you by Hot Ice. No? no. Just me? All right. You ready for this? Uh, probably not, because it's hockey. I went to a hockey game and a Tom Jones concert broke out. <laughs> what? What happens to Tom Jones uh, when he's on stage? What's new, pussycat? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Underwear. Maybe- Underwear gets thrown at him. Panties. Undergarments. That is what happened at a hockey game. An NHL hockey game. And no, Tom Jones was not playing. Neither was Wayne Newton getting everybody's hotel key. Okay. It was just good old Nathan McKinnon scoring all the goals. 
banging all the chicks. Normally, when you get a hat trick, you throw your hat on the ice. He got a hat trick and got panties? Some places they throw octopus. Some places they throw fish. All sorts of different stuff. But for the most part, most NHL arenas, when a guy scores a hat trick, the hats end up on the ice. You got to be okay with that because you're probably not getting your hat back. But what about your panties? What do you do when you throw your pants? Where do they go? Is there a special lost and found for panties? Nope, you're not getting those back either. Colorado Avalanche superstar Nathan McKinnon had himself a game recently. The MVP candidate. Four goals, five points, and a dominant performance helping the Avalanche to a 6-2 win over the visiting Washington Capitals. His hat-trick goal. An absolute thing of beauty. If you haven't seen it, give it a Google. It's phenomenal. As he scores the hattie, ball caps flooding the ice. You can even see one guy in the lower part of the screen on the video ready to toss the hat out onto the ice before McKinnon even scores. He knew it was coming. He knew he could see anticipation. I want to be first. It's like me and the line at the cheese curds. I want to be first, baby. That fresh oil. I want it. Need it. Got to have it. So they saw it coming. After McKinnon's fourth goal of the night, however, that's when things got really spicy. Spicy panties. <laughs> so they had them prepared to throw out. I think this woman took them off right there in her seat. No. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen any video of it, but you know how social media is. When somebody sees something like that in the stands, fights and puking. and You might see a video of it. Is that what oh, you're yeah. Not a lot of hats being thrown on the ice on the fourth goal because everybody did it on the third goal for the hat trick. But the abs ice crew were extremely happy to show off some women's underwear, including a bra and a pair of thong panties. So they got this group of girls and guys yes, that go out there yeah, on skates and they sure. skate around and they scoop up everything that's out there. And the picture of the girl that scooped up the panties, it just, she's got a big old bleep eaten grin on her face. Just 28 year old former first overall pick from the 2013 NHL entry draft. Six goals, nine points in his past two games, up to 30 and 82 in just 48 games this season. Guys on fire. Career high of 42 goals and 111 points in 71 games last season. So he's on the mark to have another career-setting campaign in 2023-2024. Nathan McKinnon making them panties drop. One. One panty. It's not plural. I wonder if it's the same woman that threw the bra out there, too. That was just one. You That's said the one. one we know of. There was a picture of one. There could one. have been others. You just said, yeah, it's a plural panty. Some lady got her... Underwear Got her rocks off watching Nathan McKinnon score four goals last night. Oof. Threw her panties out there. Mid-game, just here you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because if you think about it, like, from a guy's perspective, like, if I were to be, like, so excited about Nathan McKinnon scoring four goals, I went and I took my boxers off. <laughs> And threw him out there, it'd be like, what the hell, dude? What, right. <laughs> Some chick throws her thong panties out. You go, oh, Ooh, snap. snap. But you, is, why, what is, what? Why is, yeah. why is why Brian is Simpson's underpants out here? With... Did anybody want this? Why is that guy, <laughs> that guy should get kicked out. Somebody kick that guy out. He's not wearing any pants. There's got to be video of this woman taking her chonies off. 
and throwing them out there on the ice. Got to be. Dude, you know that guy's locker is going to be just loaded with panties from now on. Everybody on the team is going to load his ass up with panties. Everywhere he goes, people are going to be sending him panties at the bar. It's just going to be panty, panty, panty all the well, time. Well, maybe when he does his next all hat the, trick. No, no. This, th- that's what hockey guys do. They, they, It becomes a hockey thing. bag full of them. Oh, yeah. They're going to take his luggage and they're going to empty one of those guys on the bus. The team boss is going to take his bag from underneath his equipment bag and empty it out and just fill it with with panties. (laughs) He's going to go home. His parents' house or something. Bag full of it. Mom, can you wash my hockey gear? Oh, don't mind all the panties. Ryan. Ryan. Gene. Gene. Shaw. Shaw. And when you want the job done right, you go to the best. You are listening to the best of your rock mornings. Brought to you by by Krat Lumber. Family of an 85-year-old woman who was snatched and killed by a gator while walking her dog is now suing the retirement community where she lived. I heard about that. It was back in February of last year, Gloria Surge was taking her dog for a walk near a retention pond behind her home uh, when an alligator over 10 feet long grabbed her foot and dragged her into the water where she drowned. Gators don't play no shit. This gator was familiar to people living there. He even had a name, Henry, because Mm. it was often spotted there. The law firm that's filed the lawsuit uh, claims the retirement community knew of the alligators and failed to call Florida's Fish and Wildlife Commission to remove it and that they are to blame for her death. Yeah, when you name the gator because it's there, it's kind of a dead giveaway that, like, the gator's there, right? Yeah, there were no signs posted around the lake warning people of the presence of an alligator, and the property uh, managers even encouraged people to sit near the lake by placing a bench along the shoreline. Mm. Uh, He said residents and staff in the community regularly fed the gator and that there were no warning signs of alligators near the pond or in the weekly newsletters they sent to residents. The attorney claims the woman was forced to walk her dog near the pond after receiving a violation and eviction warning for breaking a rule the community has against walking pets in the streets. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Ate that lady. Sucked her right up and chomped her. Somebody is at fault, you know, with this whole thing. Shouldn't have happened. If you like candy with nuts, you might love this product. Reese's has brought back their pink butter hearts for peanut butter hearts for Valentine's Day. And they're all over social media after people realize they look like something else when viewed at the right angle. What? If you flip them upside down, Mm. they Uh bear a striking resemblance to a part of the male anatomy. And once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah, I saw it. If you can't picture the Reese's hearts we're talking about, they're more vertical than Sha- round. Shaw's right. And they I can't look very droopy <laughs> when turned upside down. Well, yeah, because the chocolate gets kind of melty, and so it kind of, you know, gets kind of mushed a little bit. And then it definitely looks like it's got uh, some Real problems parts. there. Yeah, it's got a little bit of... I'm having nuts. Gene's mm-hmm. having nuts. Oh. Yeah, it definitely has got a... Got a male anatomy look to it, Shaw. <laughs> mm-hmm. When you flip it upside down. Oof, Okay. Uh, an Amish family had their horse and buggy stolen oh, man. while they shopped at a Walmart in Michigan. Oh. 
Come on. And police were called, although not by the Amish who don't have cell phones. Fortunately, there was a witness. A truck driver saw a suspicious woman take the buggy and was able to give a description to police. Cops knew who she was. They'd apparently had some kind of interaction with her earlier that same day. Police found the stolen horse and buggy, and they were also able to find the suspect at a nearby motel. She was charged with larceny and larceny of livestock. The horse and buggy were returned. Wow, larceny of livestock. I hope you don't mind. I got up a little early, so I took the liberty of milking your cow for you. Yeah, it took a little while to get her warmed up. She sure is a stubborn one. Then, pow, all at once. We don't have a cow. We have a bull. Mm-hmm. I brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. I actually had to read that story this morning because I was like, how did they get it back? Because Amish people don't have their phones. How right. did they get in touch with the police? Who? Right. There was a witness, apparently. Right, there was a guy in a pickup truck that had a phone, so right. I was... Uh, this is why people get so frustrated with local government. Uh, this is a story out of Portland, Oregon. Back on January 13th, the second day of a winter storm that paralyzed the region, a 150-foot-tall Douglas fir crashed into Sarah and Joel Bond's Portland home. So the tree gets loaded up with snow, gets too heavy, and then it falls over. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the fir crashed through the roof, just missing their six-year-old daughter, who was Oof. upstairs at the time. Whoa. Now, the destruction was especially galling to them because they had been asking the city of Portland for permission to chop down the tree that hit their house for the past three years. We so tried for to three the, years they're asking the city to come yep, and cut the tree down. They felt it was potentially a danger. They went to the city and said, hey, we'd like to cut the tree down. Apparently it was. The city said, no, you can't. Uh, they d- denied a permit for the Douglas fir tree to come down. Did they give a reason why they couldn't cut it down? Yes. It reads as follows. Removal will significantly affect neighborhood character based on the tree's attributes, visibility of the tree to the public, or past removals of trees in the area. Now, this couple is without a home, and get this, the city is is asking them, requiring them, to ask for a retroactive removal permit for the tree that fell, and they have to plant a new tree in its place. No, I don't have to do any of that crap. No, I'm going to sue your ass for everything. You're no longer going to be in charge of anything, dude. I'm going to get some They tried to get a permit. They were denied. The tree falls down. Now the city says, well, you should have got a permit. Wait a minute. I hope they kept all their email and all that, you know, like that's, anytime you start getting messed around with by local government, you got to save everything because if you're going to lawyer up, you got to go after these people. You got to have proof that all that stuff occurred rather than just saying, well, we talked to them, right, and then they right, said right. this, that, and the other thing. And mm-hmm. oh, oh, can you imagine though, some big ass tree takes so out your house? The city. Oh, oh, oh man! Gosh. And politicians oh. can't seem to work together on just about anything these days, and they, all they do is fling insults. But is this solution too drastic? A Republican politician in Missouri wants to bring back dueling. Yes, just like Alexander Hamilton's famous duel duel. with Aaron Burr. A guy's name is Nick Schroer. He's a state senator. He's proposed a new resolution seeking to bring back the idea of duels. It says if a senator's honor is, quote, impugned by another senator to the point that it is beyond repair, they should be able to formally challenge them to a duel. The senators would both need to agree to the terms of the duel, including their choice of weapons. And the duel would take place on an agreed-upon date in the well of the Senate at high noon. This is never going to pass. I like it. I like the idea. You do? Well, yeah. Hell yeah. Ultimately, there's going to be one less politician. (laughs) What what do you call a million lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? Mm -hmm. A good start, right? Right. Same thing with politicians. Cage match. Yeah. You're talking weapons here. Ten paces and turn. Fire till you see the whites of their eyes. That's never going to happen. We're too civilized now, Shaw. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, though, 
look, we can't come to terms on anything. Let's mm. just kill each other or try to at least. Well, and those old guns, you only got one shot. That's that was true. it. So those if you, loaders. even if you got shot, didn't necessarily mean you were going to die. Didn't Hamilton get shot in the Yeah, dude? that's what happened. Him and yeah, Aaron Burr. They had a duel. Yeah. Challenge you to it. Do you have to slap him in the face with your glove? Is that how Bugs Bunny did it? <laughs> that's right. Take your glove off, your real long man glove, and he tap, 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 right across the face. It's kind of like that cat did to that judge of the cat. <laughs> Hell yeah. Missed it? Download it. This is the Morning Sickness Podcast. I love it. It's brilliant. At 957therock.com and the 957therock app.